My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and He always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you for coming back to another episode of the Girl God's Got You podcast. I am very excited for this podcast episode. I know I say that every single episode, but this one is all about habits and it's really going to tie to productivity and efficiency in your time here on earth. So I know the last podcast episode, we were talking all about formulating your purpose, kind of building a story plan, how to figure out what your purpose is when you're transitioning from different phases of life. But now I want to talk more about your habits in life and really how to live your life well, how to say no to the bad habits, and how to really start cultivating good habits with the strength from God. I can't wait to talk more about this episode. I can't wait to share some of my personal stories with good habits and bad habits and really sharing the intention and the overall point of life and why we even should have habits. And the main idea of this podcast is that habits are the daily tasks that propel you towards your goals. Habits help you become efficient and intentional with your time and actions. And actually, according to a recent article by Science Daily, 40% of everything we do on a daily habit is habitual. So if 40% of our day is built on habits, we need to ask ourselves the question, what habits take up our day? Now, I really want you to assess this and really think, okay, what are my habits? Good, bad, what are they? This could be kind of hard to really be honest with ourselves about. And when I think of my day, I think of good habits, but I also think of bad habits that I probably should break. Things that aren't efficient, that aren't really adding to my day. And it is really hard to break bad habits. It's harder to break a habit than it is to make a habit, in, in my opinion. Now, the interesting thing about habits, what I realized throughout my life, is that they could propel us to either success or failure. Habits have power. They really do. But the outcome depends on what specific type of habit we have. But there's one thing we have to realize, and I think we oftentimes forget this in life. We are in charge of where we put our time. We are in charge of our intentions. We are in charge of our day. Yes, we if we work and we have a boss, we have to all, you know, go to work at certain hours, work at certain times. If you're in school, yes, you have to write certain papers by certain deadlines, but you are in charge of going to work, of writing that paper. You have the option of not doing it. Yes, you will have repercussions, but you are in charge of your time. You have full control over your life. And something I've been noticing, especially in the younger generation that I'm growing up in, is that we young people tend to think that we don't have a choice. We seem to make excuses for ourselves and blame others on 
the bad parts of our life. Maybe we're not being productive. Maybe we're not making as much money as we want. Maybe we are in debt. Maybe we're going through a hard time and we tell ourselves we have anxiety and depression. Whatever it is, we oftentimes put the blame on others or we just blame it on the fact that the world sucks and that everyone's against us. And I think it's so easy to pass the blame onto others, but we have to realize that our time is our time. We all have 24 hours in the day and it's our job to have a certain perspective on life and we do have the opportunity and the ability every single day to wake up with an attitude of joy and the desire to be productive. If you're going through a hard time, if you're having mental problems, yes, that is awful, but it is up to you to overcome the hard parts of life and it's up to you to use your time wisely. I'm going to go into this a little bit later, but I do know that some people have more problems than others and some people have more obstacles to overcome. But for those of us that live in the United States of America, we live in such a free country that we have the opportunity to turn our lives around. And I honestly believe that if you have a positive attitude and a good perspective on life and you want to overcome the hardships of the world, you have every opportunity just as much as anyone else. And it all starts with what habits you form and what perspective you have on life. And I really want just the younger generation to understand this because as a young adult, it's so easy just to feel as though I'm not in control, I make excuses for myself. It's easy to succumb to that because society says that's okay. However, we all have a choice. We have a choice on what perspective we have on life. We have a choice on what actions we take in the day and we have a choice in the habits we make. So I'm super excited to dive into all the details of this podcast episode, but before I do so, I want to go into my favorite quote and song lyrics of the week. So my favorite quote, it's actually by an unknown author and I looked up this quote on Google so many times and couldn't find the person who said it. So if someone is out there and they know the person who said this quote, please let me know because I would love to know and I don't, you know, want to share thoughts that aren't my own and not have a source. But everywhere I looked said that the source was unknown, but the quote is very good. So this quote states, live in such a way that those who know you but don't know God will come to know God because they know you. I love that so much. I hope you guys loved it as well because that is pretty much the whole goal in life. If you're a Christian and you've been saved and you've felt the love and the comfort of Jesus and you want other people to understand this comfort and love too, living life in such a way where people look at you and they talk to you and they want to get to know God because of you, that is the whole goal. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons we need to make really good habits in life, not just to live a life that is comfortable, not just to live a life that we enjoy, but at the end of the day, to live a life that reflects Jesus. And I believe that the best way we could do that is by forming good habits every single day, trying to avoid the bad habits as much as possible because it's through our actions and our words and our intention that we can draw people closer to God and we can reflect Jesus's light to the world. And going off of this, my favorite lyrics are from a worship song called Do It Again by Elevation Worship. I'm sure a lot of you have heard it. It's a very popular worship song. But the reason that I wanted to talk about this song in particular is because of the fact that I think a lot of us in regards to habits and what we're going through in life, good, bad, how productive we are, what we're struggling with as far as mental health, what we're struggling with as far as self-fulfillment, I think we look back at our life and we compare our current selves to our past selves or our future selves. Maybe in the past you were really productive. Maybe you felt really comfortable in yourself. You felt really comfortable with God, with others. But now maybe you're going through a really hard 
time. You don't believe in yourself. You are in a rut. Maybe you're struggling financially. Maybe you don't know what job you want. Maybe you're getting bogged down by nervousness, stress, anxiety, whatever it is. Maybe you're comparing your current self to how good your past self was. And this song, Do It Again, just really gave me comfort. And I think it'll give a lot of you comfort if you're feeling this way because it shows that Whenever you've gone through in life, God will do it again. Whether it's a sin you keep committing, he's forgiven you, he will forgive you again. Maybe there is a goal you accomplished in the past and you really want to accomplish another goal. God will help you do it again if you depend on him. Or maybe right now you're going through a wonderful time. You have great habits. And maybe you're thinking, okay, can I hold on to this forever? Can I pursue this level of good habits, this level of productivity forever? And you know what? God will do it again. He will bless you in life and he will continue to fulfill you with strength. So I'm going to be sharing a couple of my favorite lyrics from this song. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You have never failed me yet. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. And I just want to share this song just to encourage you all that whether you're going through a good time or a bad time, God will change your life again for the better. It's just up to you to choose to follow him, to choose to grab his hand and embark on the life that he wants you to live. And before I get into the tips and all the different information about habits, I just want to address the fact that we all have bad habits. And maybe you have a bad habit you really need to break. Or maybe you have habits that you want to start, but you can't seem to do it. And I want to encourage you that God's got you. He, he really does. And I know I say this every episode because that's the name of my podcast show, Girl, God's Got You. But really, he's got you. He knows what habits he wants in your life. He knows what you need to do to accomplish your goals. And he will give you the strength for you to discipline yourself to implement the right habits in your life. It is up to you to formulate these habits. It is up to you to make the conscious decision every day to make the right decision. But God will put the strength in you. He will motivate you and he will inspire you because he knows you can't do it on your own. If if we didn't need God and we could just do this all on our own, he would not have sent Jesus to the earth. But God knew that we cannot handle life on our own. We can't even have eternal life on our own. We cannot be perfect. We can't have great habits all the time. But that's why God sent Jesus to the world. And that why that's why our the image of God is on our hearts. And that's why we can be blessed with the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus into our hearts. Because the Holy Spirit gives us strength. God gives us peace. And that will help us have the motivation and the inspiration to choose to make good habits even when we're struggling. And there's this beautiful verse. It's Proverbs 16 verse 9. In their hearts, humans plan their course but the Lord establishes their steps. You see, we can have good intentions, but God is the one that gives us the strength to actually follow through. So now I want to go into the four habits that have changed my life, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit of personal experience behind each one, and I'm not saying that you have to abide by these habits, and I'm not saying that I'm this amazing person because I've tried to follow these habits. There are times where I don't follow these habits, and I'm not productive or I'm not efficient, or there are also bad habits that I formulate that I need a break. So I'm not saying by any means that I'm just the top prime example, but these are some habits that have really changed my life, and 
they have made my life so much better and more productive. And if you're feeling like you're unproductive, if you feel like your self-worth is not in God and it's in your accomplishments, who you are, another person, I challenge you to really think about these habits because they have helped my life so much and I know that they will help yours. So if you're just looking for some inspiration, I'm going to share with you these habits and how I was able to implement it in my life. So habit number one, to start my day with God's word. Okay, this one is so important and it is my favorite personally. And just the backstory of this. So grew up in a Christian home. I did Bible study. I was homeschooled my whole life. So in my mom's kind of lesson planner she had for us, it was start your day, do your Bible study for 30 minutes. So we kind of had that in our daily planner. And I did Bible study, you know, every morning, whether it was a little devotional, whether it was reading the Bible, whether it was doing our little Bible doctrines textbook when we were, I think, eighth grade or something. So every morning did start off with some sort of Bible reading. And then I graduated high school and going into college, I tried to have a daily routine of reading the Bible, but I didn't make it a priority. And what I mean by this is that I would only read the Bible or do a Bible study if I had extra time in my day. And I put so many things above this. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I think that that wasn't the smartest thing for me to do because now that I prioritize reading the word of God every day. My perspective is so much better. I feel more mature. I feel like I have more strength in the day. So looking back at that time in college, I'm not saying I was a bad person because I didn't read the Bible, but I think I would have had a lot more discernment. I would have made better decisions and I would have had more self-worth in myself if I read the Bible every single day and made an effort to do so and actually made it a priority. And then in the summer coming out of freshman year, I realized that I actually wanted to start reading the Bible every day and making it a priority. So what I would do is I would pick a, a book in the Bible, let's say Ephesians, and I would try to read a chapter a day or a section of verses a day and pray to God about it and ask him to implement it in my life. I would try to take little notes on it, highlight a couple things, just actually study the word. And for me, I tried to do that first thing in the morning. Sometimes life happens and I can't do it first thing in the morning, but I at least try to do it every day. And the interesting thing is, is that when I go through my day and I didn't start my day off with reading the Bible, I just feel this, I don't know how to explain it. It's not that I feel disconnected with God because you are always connected with God if you've accepted him into your heart and the Holy Spirit is inside of you and you've asked him to be the Lord of your life. I mean, you're always, you're always connected to God. But when I don't read my Bible, I just sometimes feel like I don't have enough strength in the day. I sometimes feel like my day is a little bit harder. And so reading the Bible, learning from God first thing in the morning helps me so much. And there are days sometimes uh, that I just don't read the Bible at all. And those days just feel so weird. So what I've realized throughout the past three or four years that I've been actually trying to read the Bible every single day is that it helps me so much because it helps keep my perspective on what actually matters in life. It's very hard to be selfish and to just think of yourself when you're trying to read the Bible every single morning. It's very hard to have negative thoughts when you're reading the Bible every single morning. It's very hard to make everything solely about you or about another person when you're reading the Bible every morning because you're literally reading the word of God and you're infusing your life with God's truth and his promises. And so that helps you stay efficient, that helps you stay productive, that helps you stay motivated. There's a lot of hard things we go through in life. There's a lot of tedious tasks and life is hard. I'm graduated college and yes, I I lived a very blessed life. I'm so thankful for the life I have, but 
trying to do work in the day, it could be hard sometimes. I mean, now I'm not living at college anymore. I'm starting my career. I need the strength from the Bible. I need that motivation to help me stay on track of what really matters in life. And the Bible does that for me. So reading the word of God every single day, starting my day off with the Bible has changed my life. And if anything, if you're lacking direction in life, if you feel as though you don't have purpose, if you feel as though you're not in the right relationships, if you feel as though you don't have a lot of self-confidence in yourself, please read the Bible every day. It doesn't have to be at the beginning of the day, although I recommend it because I think it would help change your perspective in the day, but at least read the Bible every day, whether it's in the afternoon, a couple verses at night. Just try to infuse your life with the truth from God because you would be surprised at the encouragement and the peace you feel from simply reading a couple verses from God's book. And so the second habit that has really changed my life is deleting Instagram off my phone. Now this could apply to all social media. I rarely go on Facebook or Twitter. I don't even have those apps on my phone. Snapchat, I don't really use it as social media. I just kind of, you know, use it as a way to send little pictures to my best friend and my boyfriend. I literally Snapchat two people. Um, so I don't really... I don't really mess with Facebook or Twitter. It's never on my phone. Snapchat, I think of it as texting. But Instagram, I'm not a huge social media person to begin with, but if Instagram is on my phone, I sometimes find it easy to just scroll. Now, I don't have Instagram notifications pop up on my phone, which helps a lot. But the fact that it's there, sometimes you're bored and you want to scroll. And to me, that's my biggest pet peeve about myself. Why do I feel the need to fill my brain with random pictures of random people when I'm bored. Like I could be doing something else. I could be praying to God. I could be reading the Bible. I could just sit there and close my eyes. Why do I feel the need to just constantly stare at things and consume information? And I know this is a personal preference. I know some people love social media. They don't get caught up in it. They don't get caught up in the scroll. They actually use it for utility and for productivity. But for me, if it's on my phone, just sitting there, it does not help me at all and does not propel my life in any single way. So the times that I do have Instagram on my phone is if I'm going to post a podcast episode, I upload Instagram, I market the podcast, I share it, and then I delete Instagram right off my phone. If I am hanging out with a friend for the day and I really want to post something or put something on my story, I will upload Instagram, post a little thing, and then I'll delete it. And that's just a discipline I've made for myself because every time I find myself scrolling on Instagram, I personally gain nothing of value. I've actually wasted time. And I know some people will disagree with me on this, but this habit of just deleting Instagram off my phone when I'm done using it has changed my life because it's helped me focus more on the things that will help me accomplish my goals and more importantly, it helps me get my tasks done sooner so that I could actually spend more time on relationships. It is so easy to say, oh, I don't have time for this person because I'm busy. Oh, I don't have time to do this because I have too much work. But how often are we wasting our time on social media? There are some times where we're not wasting our time on social media. We're actually using it to be productive. But that productivity is so minuscule compared to the amount of wasted time on social media. And so for me, I'd rather work hard on my work and then have the extra time of the day to have for relationships, to have for friends and family. It's already hard for me to set aside um, quality time for people sometimes because I have a lot of tasks and I feel like I always need to be working. It's hard enough for me to carve that time out. So if I'm wasting it on social media, I feel even worse about myself. So just the whole fact of deleting Instagram off my phone, it's a habit that I started... Um, I started at freshman year of college and then I went through phases where I had it on my phone and I didn't. But honestly, for the past five months, I've been doing this, you know, all the time and 
it has freed me up so much and I have a lot more time in the day to focus on what matters. So habit number three is for me to set aside time and money to eat well. Now, I was going to say for health, um, but as we talked about in the health episode that I had with my mom, 80% of your health is what you put in your body and 20% is what you put out. I think my mom shared 90% versus 10%. I've read 80% to 20%, but obviously you could see the point is that what you put in your body will dictate your health way more than the activity you exude from your body. And so one habit that I really try to implement is making time for myself to meal prep healthy food, to make healthy meals, and set aside money in my budget to buy food that's good quality and that will offer health in my day-to-day day-to-day life and eating healthy just makes me feel so much more energized it helps me feel fit and comfortable in my own body it helps my mind have clarity and it helps me really just have enough energy in the day to live life on purpose now I also kind of have a sensitive stomach so if I don't eat right then I'm obviously not going to be productive because I don't feel well and then on the flip side of that if Anytime I eat a lot of sugar, eat a lot of processed foods, I immediately feel low energy. And the job I'm in, um, in the finance world, I'm training to be a financial advisor, my brain has to be going, going, going all the time. And so I can't afford my brain to not have a lot of energy. So that's one reason that I have started the habit. I started eating healthy when I was 12 years old. Um, and then going into college, I started budgeting my money to make healthy food, you know, when I moved out. And now that I'm officially on my own and I'm, you know, actually fully on my own which is great I definitely want to continue to invest money and time into eating healthy because that'll take care of your body and it'll take care of your mental clarity so habit four this one I know I said the first one was my favorite and the most important but I think the fourth is also extremely important so you could decide which one's most important to you but the fourth habit that has totally changed my life is this to remind myself daily of what matters most in life. And I have kind of these three pillars and these three things I try to tell myself constantly every single day to keep me on track with my perspective and my priorities in life. And the first thing is that my self-worth comes from God. The second thing is that my purpose is to expand the kingdom of God. And then the third thing I remind myself is that relationships are everything. And so to kind of talk about that first thing, my self-worth comes from God, I try to tell myself this every single day, and this habit of telling myself every day, my self-worth comes from God, my self-worth comes from God. It doesn't come from what I could do in the day. It comes from the fact that Jesus loves me, and he loved me so much to die on the cross for me. My self-worth doesn't come from what my family thinks of me. It doesn't come from what my boyfriend or my friends think of me. It doesn't come from the fact that I'm accepted in society or not. My self-worth comes from the fact that Jesus chose to die for me and he loves me and God chose to put me on this earth for a reason that is where my true self-worth comes from and I have to tell myself that every single day and I know some people have to remind themselves of other spiritual things in the day but for myself I know that I'm a perfectionist I try to always excel at everything I do so I've just realized that I need to tell myself this truth every day and that really helps me stay aligned with what matters most in life And then the second thing I'm trying to remind myself every single day is that my purpose is to expand the kingdom of God. And the reason I want to tell myself this every single day and the reason that I challenge you to do the same is because we have to realize that life is not about us. And it's so easy to fall to this idea, but it really, it's not. Yes, we want to have joy. Yes, we want to have abundance and have fulfillment and contentment in life because God gave us life to enjoy it. 
But at the end of the day, the main purpose isn't just to be comfortable. It's actually to expand the kingdom of God and not just to expand our kingdom. And I think a lot of people looking at the Christian religion, they think, oh, there's no way you could have both joy and also pursue the kingdom of God. There's, there's no way that you could have both. But actually what I've realized is the more time I spend on myself and my own desires and making it all about me, the less happy I am because I'm living for something that's just temporary. I'm living for my temporary 100 years on earth, max. I mean, maybe by the time, you know, technology has expanded, I'll be able to live to like, I'm 130. Who knows? But 100 years, 130 years, 80 years, it's such a small amount of life. And I'll go into that a little bit more. But what we have to understand is that all right, what I've realized is that the time that I spend so much on myself and I forget to focus on God, I'm actually not happy because I'm living a way I wasn't created to live. We were created to have our eyes set on something eternal, to have our eyes set on an eternal, beautiful relationship with God. So when we change our natural inclination and we focus on ourselves, when we focus on ourselves, which is not the way we were created to live, of course we're going to feel anxious. Of course we're going to have stress. Of course we're going to de- be depressed. Anytime we're living the way that we weren't created to live, there's going to be a mess in our life. It's like fitting a triangle peg in a square hole, okay? When you see those little babies trying to like use their fine motor skills and they're trying to fit one shape into the other, it doesn't work. And that same concept applies to our priority in life. When we are focusing on ourselves, things get messy because we weren't created to focus on ourselves we were created to focus on god and so that's why i try to constantly remind myself to realize that my purpose is not just for myself it's actually to expand god's kingdom and then i will have contentment and joy and feel abundance in my life and then the third thing i daily want to remind myself is this relationships are everything and the older i get the more i realize this because memories are eternal. I believe we'll bring our memories up to heaven. Our souls are eternal and the people we meet, they have souls too. We can connect our souls together. And even though there's so many temporary things in life that could vie for our attention and can compete with, you know, other people, I think we have to understand that the relationships in this world are our little eternal glimpses of heaven. And these memories we make, at least for me, show me God's love. I feel God's love and peace through people. That's a huge way I feel God's presence through the relationships that I have. And I think, how could there not be a God with the way this person treats me, with these nice words this person says to me? There has to be an intelligent design to create someone to say these beautiful things. There has to be a creator out there who can make our souls connect. Relationships truly are everything and family and community matters most. And that's something I try to tell myself every day so I can have good priorities. So those are my four habits that have really changed my life. I hope they made sense. I hope um, they inspired you. And I really want to encourage you that whatever habit you have in life, you have the strength to make the decision to achieve that habit. And I just want to share this kind of closing impact point. And it's the fact that you have only one life to live. I have only one life to live. Each of us gets one life. You only get one shot at this life. And there is this message called The Rope that a pastor named Francis Chan had an illustration of. And I'll share the YouTube video of this wonderful little snippet of a sermon. I'll share it in the show notes. But in this sermon, he held up this really long white rope. It was super super long extremely long and at the very end of the rope the last two inches there was a little red part 
And Francis said, imagine this rope is a timeline of your existence. This red part will represent your time here on earth, just two inches. You got a few short years here on earth and then you spend all of eternity somewhere else. What blows my mind is that for some of you, all you think about is your time here on earth. But what about the rest of the rope? The Bible teaches that what I do in this little red part determines how I'm going to exist forever. And so there's much more to that video, and I'll share it in the show notes. But I love the point that Francis Chan illustrates in the fact that we spend so much time on the small, small amount of our existence. But there is so much more existence that we're not even thinking about. But the crazy thing is that the little, you know, two inches we have here in this life, that determines where we'll spend the rest of our existence. And so I just want to assure you that you have one life to live, you get one shot, and that'll dictate the rest of your eternity. And we get so caught up in the temporary things of this world, money, material things, how we look, how many friends we have, our dating life. We get caught up in sex, drugs, alcohol, having a good time, being comfortable, enjoying life. But at some point, we have to stop and think, why am I here? What habits should I form now to actually make my life mean something? What habits do I form now that'll assure me that I will make an impact here on earth and that when those two inches, that little red part of my life is up and when I go to heaven, God will look at me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. What habits do I form now to ensure that God will tell me that. I mean, I, I think that when we get to heaven, we'll watch a whole movie of our life and we'll really see and accept the fact of, wow, I wasted my time on this or wow, I made these mistakes. But we'll also see the time in life where we made good habits. We spread love to the world. We spread Jesus's life. And my goal in life is to have more of the good moments rather than the bad moments. Have more of the good habits, the productivity, the efficiency, the relationships rather than wasted time. And you see, God has a beautiful intention for us when we're created on this earth, when we're brought into the world. But here's the thing, it's our job to live out God's intention. So often we get bogged down by our own troubles, our worries, our circumstances, our anxieties, and we make excuses for ourselves. I talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but we keep living in a cycle of bad habits and we never start the good ones because we feel like we can't get out of our rut and we make excuses for ourselves, especially our younger generation. It's evident. And here's what we so often forget. You have the choice to change your life right now, especially with the freedoms that we enjoy here in America. You are only stuck and held back if you tell yourself that you are. But that little voice in your head is Satan. He's trying to make you believe that your excuses are valid. But here's the thing. Don't let Satan win. Don't let him pull you off of your race for God. Yes, bad things happen to us. Yes, there's injustice in the world. Yes, some people are impressed. Yes, we go through a lot, some more than others. But everyone has the power to get back up and move on. Everyone can change their life. Some of the greatest leaders in the world are those that were oppressed, those that went through really hard obstacles, but they overcame it and did something beautiful. And I want to tell you, you can too. So stop letting your anxiety win. Stop letting depression fog your mind and hold you back. Stop giving in to drugs, alcohol, sex, money, the desire to fit in. You have control over your life. You have time. You have intention. And God wants to help you. You see, because God loves you, he will give you the strength to overcome the things of this world. A beautiful verse, John chapter 16, verse 33 states, I have told you these things so that in me you have peace. 
In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Girl, know that God's got you and he will fight for you. He will fight every day for you to build the habits that will expand his kingdom. It's just up to you to make the conscious and deliberate decision to grab God's hand and start living life on mission. Now, it will be hard. It won't be easy. It's easier to keep the bad habits and live in excuses. It's harder to break the bad habits, start good ones, and live on purpose. But I can assure you that God will give you the strength. He has a beautiful plan for your life, and he will do everything to fight for you to live the life you were created to live. So I hope that this podcast episode was encouragement. I hope you know how loved you are by God and how much he believes in you. And no matter if you're going through a good time and you have great habits or if you're going through a bad time and you're just not knowing where to go and you feel really bogged down with mentally, physically, emotionally, God will do it again. He will help you and never forget that. Always know that his promises are unchanging and they're eternal and he's here for you no matter what. So thank you so much for listening and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week in next week's episode. Thank you. Bye.